After a rough week, the Minnesota Wild with another opportunity to bounce back with some winnable games coming up. We take a look at if they will and will we see more changes in the center depth rotation. All that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we look at a rough week for the Minnesota Wild. We try to get the team back on track after losses last week to Ottawa, Toronto, and Calgary. We'll look at the center switch that the Wild have done and see if that's something they can stick with going forward. Plus, we'll preview a interesting week coming up for the Wild with four games on tap. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran captain of the show, and happy to be with you as part of yet another Minnesota Wild season. We're joined by our usual Monday guest today. Unfortunately, not a victory Monday, but still a Micheletti Monday as Alex Micheletti joins us. Alex, a rough go for the Wilds uh, over their last three games, to say the least. But we're both taking kind of two different approaches, uh, especially on Twitter, <laughs> as to uh, trying to kind of get things back on track. How's it going, man? Good, good. Yeah, what a roller coaster of a week uh, for the Wild. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, a new week here and they can get back on track. But uh, yeah, tough, tough one. Looks like a lot of guys are battling injuries. You got uh, got Jordan Greenway out, and that could could potentially be a significant injury. Um, so, you know, hopefully not, uh, might force, uh, might force Billy G to do something, even if he doesn't want to. So that's yeah, going to be an interesting month of March here coming up. Yeah. And just continues to be pedal to the metal. We went through the month of February with, I think a game every other day, pretty much. Yeah. That's going to continue in March. That's going to continue in April. And so <laughs> if, if a reason for the wilds recent struggles is being tired there is no end in sight. So that's just going to have to be something that the team deals with as we go. Um, looking at those three games from last week, Ottawa, Toronto, and Calgary, did any of those games concern you more than the other? I mean, you had what was hoping to be the um, the second game of the road trip with a good performance against Ottawa. That didn't end up happening. And then two very tough games against Toronto and Calgary in which the uh, the Wilds were were in it for a little bit. But especially in the Calgary game, the Flames just pulled away at the end. Empty net magic for Calgary. Any of those three games in particular kind of concern you the most? Um, Calgary. Um, the effort level was just not there. Um, you know, maybe it was just uh, <laughs> just exhaustion um, after a tough, tough trip. But uh um, the compete level just was not there against Calgary. So that was concerning. Um, they hung with Toronto 
um you know toronto toronto you know right after the wild uh you know they they beat detroit 10 to 7 so yeah um you know uh at least they played better defensively than detroit did given up thing to see double digit goal um score in the nhl in 20 you know 22 with how hard it can be to score sometimes that that was outrageous to see <laughs> last night but uh you know they competed against uh ottawa and they competed against toronto um, but the compete level was just not there for, for Calgary. So that was the most, uh, most concerning. Yeah. And you look at this notion of like, well, how close are the wilds to some of these upper echelon teams? And I think we're starting to see some tiers being put together here in the NHL with the likes of Florida, Colorado. I'd put Calgary in that same discussion. Um, Pittsburgh. Carolina, Tampa Bay. There are a ton of teams in that like serious, legitimate contender category um, in the East and the Western Conference. I think the Wild, at least at this point, are slotting into that next tier of really good teams, but teams that are a little bit below that first tier of, uh, of elite teams here in the Western Conference. And, you know, that's... It's not meant to be a knock on the Minnesota Wild. It's just, you know, we've seen it up close. Florida, Colorado, Calgary. Like, there is a clear separation in terms of what those teams are getting done on a nightly basis, and when they go up against the Wilds, it shows. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, uh, you know, (laughs) what's really showing, too, is um, with those teams is the center depth. Um, All those teams have incredible centers, um, and that's that's why they're – that's why they're at the at the, at the top of the league for sure. Um, you know, you look at Colorado; they got Nathan McKinnon and Nazem Kadri as their one-two uh, centers. So that's 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 you can't you can't have a have better one-two punch uh, uh, for them. And uh, you know, you look at Colorado; they look at um, their past two games against Vegas and uh, um, and then and then also Winnipeg. In both games, they look completely out of it. And then they just overwhelm both both Vegas and Winnipeg and win both of those. Um, so yeah, center depth uh, is is huge. And so right now, though the Wild are kind of in flux with that. And you know, I put it out on Twitter. Um, you know that uh, you know a couple of their a couple of centers aren't really a good fit for the top line. And so that's what they're clearly lacking uh, right now is yeah. um, a center to to go in between Zuccarello and uh, Kaprizov. And we'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit because we did see, and I was I was hoping to see this, and we did end up seeing a shakeup in the lines because you know you can keep those lines going, and I had even advocated for it with the fact that Kaprizov and Zuccarello were still continuing to score despite right. Ryan Hartman having a little bit of a regression with his stats. Mm-hmm. But then we saw it start to affect Kaprizov and Zuccarello, and Kaprizov had a couple games without any points. And so at that point, yeah, give give it a little bit of a, a shake-up, see if that uh, kind of restarts the offense and mixed reviews. But we'll, we'll talk about that here um, next segment. I did want to just throw out as well uh, in re- reacting to those, uh, those three games last week. I mean, you look at, you look at the scores, but uh, honestly, I didn't feel like I, I, I think I maybe insinuated on Twitter that this was the case. It's hard for me to pin a lot of what we saw on Capo. 
or even even Talbot. Uh, it just it's it's tough to be a goalie in this league when the team in front of you is uh, is fighting through it, and they just the team did not really do either of those guys any favors in uh, any of those games last week. Well, how about to, I mean. You go. You going up against Austin Matthews, and both both of the goals um, that he scored. I mean, they, especially the first one was absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, you know, looking at the replay, Ryan Hartman just kind of let Austin Matthews go into the zone, and but then um, and then Austin Matthews shot. There was no goalie stopping that shot. It was just absolutely ripped. Um, and then the second one, uh, bad bad turnover by Brandon Newham, you know. And so you know, Austin Matthews is going to bury that, no doubt. Um, so, um, yeah, tough, tough, you know, tough for the goalies all all weekend. Um, there was a couple of odd ones for for Cam versus versus Ottawa, but you know, um, you know, the team the team has the Wild have to beat teams like Ottawa if they want to get. Uh, um, you know, somewhere deep um, into the playoffs, yeah, uh, you have to beat those lower, lower tier teams for sure. One hundred percent, and you know, we'll we'll talk about that in the third segment today as well. In looking ahead to uh, what the Wild have coming up with a jam packed week this week, but uh, I did want to talk a little bit about some of the changes we saw at center and look at a potential fit to try to help kind of jumpstart uh, this center rotation for the Wild. We'll continue our chat with Alex McLeddy coming up next here on Locked on Wilds. It is the month of February. If you are sticking with your New Year's resolution, props to you, but a lot of people have taken them, crumpled them up, and thrown them in the garbage. But if you are trying to eat better and look better, Built Bar is here to help. If you're looking to jumpstart your Built Bar rotation, may we recommend the Puffs. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Compared to your average candy bar, which has somewhere between two to 300 calories, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Absolutely packed with the good stuff without all that sugar that weighs you down. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Make sure for your next listen to check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Locked On Now is free wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing our chat with Alex McLeddy today here on Locked On Wild, and we saw the center change. Jewel Eriksson up to the top line. Ryan Hartman down to the Felino line. Freddie Goudreau stays put because that line just continues to cruise. And we saw a return to the early season fourth line with Nick Bukestead, uh, Brandon Duhame and Nico Sturm reunited. It didn't really work per se, but it's <laughs> that's a hard spot for a team to make changes like that and to kind of walk that line to do we stick with them? Do we go back to what we were doing? And so I don't know if that was part of the reason that uh, that the Wilds got kind of run off the ice by the Flames, but it certainly didn't help. 
do we keep going with those uh, those lines, or are there other combos that uh, that the Wild should try just to just to try to get some of that uh, that offensive mojo back? Yeah, it's uh, what a what a what a crazy like I mentioned at the beginning of of, uh, of the episode. Uh, what a roller coaster a season can be, and how some guys. Um, you know, at different parts of the season are like, well, we should have traded him. Um, and so like uh, an injury with Jordan Greenway, um, you know, just causes so much dysfunction with the lines because yeah. you're moving um, Eck off, off that line because Greenway's hurt. Um, and so, and then you got Ryan Hartman um, <clears throat> um, kind of just disappearing on the offense. Um, and so you're moving parts around Against a team like Calgary, that you know, that was a recipe for for kind of disaster. Um, I, I I really don't I really don't like Eck with with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. It just yeah. doesn't it doesn't seem like a, a good fit at all, to be honest. Um, you know, Eck, I mean, put that out on, on Twitter too. Eck is more of the um, grinding, checking type of a of a center, um, and you know, he's getting paid like a number one center, but he's in an ideal situation, he'd be your second line or third line center. Um, and so I, I think you go back to Hartman um, at, right now, at least um, it just, that's not ideal either, but uh, you know, I like Eck more with Felino. <laughs> and so, and then hopefully Greenway can come back soon. Um, Cause they, they are definitely when that, when that line is going, that's when the wild are at their best. Um, and you can't move Freddie Gaud- Goudreau right now no. uh, because he, he's showing excellent chemistry uh, right now with, with Fiala and Boldy. And um, I've loved the way that Nick Bukestad has played, um, you know, since he came back, um, he had a uh, really nice goal against Calgary. And so, um, yeah, it's interesting. Someone, uh, someone on Twitter asked if uh, you, you move Sturm up uh, to play center. He does have that speed, and Sturm needs to get going. Um, now that would be that would be interesting. Um, you know, maybe you could try it against uh, against Buffalo, but I don't know if you want that against Calgary. Um, right. You know, Calgary's center depth is is pretty good. I mean, Elias Lindholm, um, who's not getting talked about enough, um, is just on a on a roll uh, with Goudreau and uh, with Kachuk, and we saw that against the Wilds. So, um, yeah. I have a scorching hot take <laughs> for the lines that I would like to see tried at some point in the near future. Buckle up. Alrighty. <laughs> Top line. Actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in reverse order. I'm gonna build up. I'm gonna build up the tension. Yeah. Get, this get is your Max Scherzer uh, fastball yeah, going. This is what. This is what we call the tease. So fourth line, I would do this. I would do Brandon Duhame, Nick Bukestead, Connor Dewar. Okay. Do that as your fourth line. Third line, I would do Marcus Foligno, Jewel Erickson Eck, Ryan Hartman as the third line. Second line, I would do Kevin Fiala, Freddie Goudreau, Matt Boldy. Top line... Kirill Kaprizov, Marco Rossi, Matt Zuccarello. Yes, that needs to happen. Um, you know, it's too bad with this with the ten game or not, you know, whatever nine games. Uh, you know, if you're gonna make a run, go for it. Um, you know, just burn the year. I mean, we saw what happened. Um, you know, when, with the Wild uh, losing at the Winter Classic and kind of getting embarrassed a little bit. 
um, and they were, you know, in a rut and, you know, they called up uh, Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi and it sparked the team, uh, yeah. you know, that, you know, beat, uh, beat Boston, um, you know, really good team. So, um, you know, I, now it's time for another shot in the, in the armor. Um, and, uh, you know, if he, <laughs> I think he's got the speed to do it and, the, and the, obviously the playmaking ability and, uh, yeah, give, uh, give the young Austrian a, a chance again. I, I look at, you know, obviously that's, that's asking Hartman to move back to a wing, but we're kind of, right. we're kind of starting to see that his early season start was not necessarily sustainable with his right. shooting percentage and just, you know, so I think, I think if we move him off, off center. And playing, and playing center in, in the league, you know, it, it's, ex, it's extremely tough. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think he's naturally a center to begin with. And so, um, you know, there can be less, uh, less pressure to obviously defensively too on him by moving him to the wing and he, he fits that kind of grinder mentality with Felino and X. So yeah, I definitely like that call. Yeah. And obviously the big one is that Nico Sturm not put in that lineup. I like Nico Sturm. He is, you know, he's one of my probably favorite players on this team and he had a good start to the season, but he just, just has he can't not, finish right now. no. And so it comes down to him and Nick Bugstad, and Nick Bugstad has looked, as you said, has looked great since he came back into the lineup, and so that's the tiebreaker right there for that fourth-line center is Bugstad is playing better, and you channel some of that doer Duhame chemistry that they've had since they've been paired together, try to get some of that back. That's what I would go with. Obviously, the Rossi bit is probably not going to happen because right. of what we talked about. But at the same time, I that's that's just that's what I'd go with because I, I think he needs a spark again. That yeah. would be you know that would definitely uh, create some energy for the team, some buzz. And I've sure. I've seen a lot of suggestions, and I think I think zone coverage ten thousand ranks is uh, is one of the first spots that I saw this written. Um, and so I'm hoping that I have that right. If not, whichever uh, – I apologize whichever outlet had this, but I, I just – I thought it was uh, 10K ranks, that the Wilds' best option for an upga- upgrade at the deadline is probably Rossi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the prices for a lot of these guys continue to skyrocket, um, and uh, – they're playing very well. I mean, uh, you know, JT Miller had another huge night in front of a bunch of scouts um, back uh, back in, in New York where he first started his career. And then, um, interesting enough, uh, you know, I saw a tweet and I uh, quote tweeted it. Um, the Wild were watching or are watching right now um, uh, the Kraken Sharks game, which, you know, there's a lot of uh, – a lot of good centers in uh, in that game going on right now, and you know specifically Tomas Hurdle, um, who Wild fans have been clamoring for, and yeah, there Seattle's got a couple centers too, and uh, Kale Yarncrock, uh, who um, played in in Nashville with with Kevin Fiala, um, and then also and Freddie Goudreau, and then also a Stanley Cup, a former or former Stanley Cup winner, uh, Yanni Gord. Um, who's um, uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous in the face-off dot, which uh, the Wild could could definitely use right now. And so, 
Yeah, and obviously Jordan Eberle too, but the Wild really don't need more wings. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good players uh, available with the crack and going nowhere. If Bill Guerin can convince Ron Francis to somehow move on from Yanni Gord, and the percentage of that happening is probably less than zero, <laughs> I will sprint to the podium <laughs> to uh, endorse that move because Yanni Gord is one of my favorite non-wild players that exists. Yeah, I mean, he, he his line with uh, Barkley, uh, Goudreau, and Blake Coleman, they they basically won Tampa the um, you know a couple Stanley Cups just with how incredible they were as a line and defensively and offensively. So <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> come on, Ron, help help uh, help the Wild out, please, Ronald. We um, <laughs> we could use it. Uh, so we'll see if that's if that's the route that the Wilds go. I mean, it, it's. It's just it's a weird part of the year because you know we saw the all the early season success and the uh, the ten zero and one after the uh, the Winter Classic and now it seems like things are kind of starting to level out a little bit. So it's all about weathering this and kind of getting back up to the top of the mountain. That March homestand is the time to do it. Yes, nine yep. straight games. If you can go seven and two, eight and one in that stretch, right back into the thick of it and. Here's they're third place in the central right now. Um, so it's not it's not like they've tailspinned out of the playoff picture. It's just it's a it's a little bit of a skid, and uh there's still plenty of time to write the ship, such as next week, which we will discuss a four game week, a jam-packed week for the Minnesota Wild, and we'll talk about all of that next here on Locked on Wild. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. With March Madness right around the corner, you can find all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Everything you need, they've got it. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Huge thank you to the listeners for helping us hit the 25K download mark for the month of February. Unbelievable. Uh, and uh, we'll continue to try to do that and more uh, in March and beyond. So uh, thank you to the listeners for, uh, for making this so much fun uh, each and every day. Alex, hopefully this will be a fun week. For the Minnesota Wild with games uh, coming up. Of course, we get the rematch with Calgary, which is just sensational. Um, <laughs> after that, at Philly, at Buffalo, and at Philly, at Buffalo, back-to-back even. And then Sunday against the uh, the Dallas Stars. Uh, do you like the Wild's chances to bounce back against Calgary and maybe salvage at least a point at home? It helps having last change, that's for sure. <laughs> it's going to be a meat grinder to try to to try to win it. Um, you know, with the way Markstrom is playing in that for for Calgary too, and that that top line just is so scary. 
Um, and you know, they got a guy like Andrew Manjipanji who's got 27 goals, like, you know, that's just flying under the radar. Um, it's going to be tough. You know, if they can get that to overtime, you know, God, Godspeed. Um, but in theory, the wild should, they should go three and one, uh, over this four game stretch. They, they need to, um, yep. they can beat Buffalo. Buffalo's horrible. Philadelphia's horrible. Um, in Dallas, you just, you, you don't know what you're going to get <laughs> with, with Dallas. They can look like world beaters. And then, um, then the next night, just, you know, completely the wheels have fallen off. Um, so, um, they need to try to go three and one for sure. Um, or, you know, try to get at least, you know, tr- try to get, get the Calgary game to overtime. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, you look at, you look at Philly and Buffalo, Philly in their last 10 games is three, five, and two Buffalo in their last 10 games is two, seven, and one, two teams that each have a goal differential of minus 50. And so, it could be a situation, hopefully, where the Wilds, depending on how things go with Calgary, maybe get a little angry like uh, Gordon in dodgeball and uh, <laughs> just kind of have a couple-game stretch where they just uh, take out some frustration on a couple of teams that are trending in the wrong direction yet again. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we got full con- – it's a uh, – Full, uh, full week of like former wild connections. Um, you know, we'll see Alex talk. Um, you know, we'll, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he's and he's doing pretty well. Uh, you know, Buffalo's not winning, but he's he's producing. Um, you know, Ryan, we'll get to see Ryan Suter uh, with, with with Dallas and you know Philly with uh, all the wild connections and um, you know and with Fletcher and. And Jerry Mayhew and uh, and Brent Flair and so, um, yeah, it's gonna be chock full of of, of wild uh, connections and uh, yeah, just just beat up on some teams. Um, you know, hopefully we can get some good news with Jordan Greenway. He's having that MRI, um, but you never know with MRI. <laughs> when the guy's getting uh, an MRI, then they're they're concerned about uh, about something. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be be one to watch and you know hopefully with these lesser teams too um you know we can get cam back on the right track i, I think that is huge that's going to be huge um you know capo should get a couple games but you're going to need both goalies um yep. no, no matter what um even if you start going with one you're going to need both because at some point you know you know capo is gonna gonna struggle too so um you know get uh get cam against buffalo or something get a shutout that would be nice gets uh get some uh, positive vibes uh, going for the goaltending. Well, and especially on either the front end or back end of a back-to-back, like Talbot's going to get one of those starts. Yes, no doubt. you know, Dallas is not not great. I think I may have just given myself another Hall of Fame thumbnail with uh, whatever (laughs) the heck was just going on there. (laughs) I have no idea. (sighs) Um, I don't know how you're going to top your your one from from a couple days ago, but... (laughs) It's just, it's not possible, but just getting everybody back on track is I think the big key for this team, because when they're rolling, when they're at full strength, they can go toe to toe with anybody and uh, just need to get back to that point and uh, just keep swinging. Yeah. um, Like, like we talked about, uh, you know, the, the team just needs to get healthy too. A couple of guys just look completely banged up. Um, And so, you know, maybe, 
maybe just you know clean their heads after after this Calgary game can will we'll do the trick. And mm-hmm. um, it's a long long trip and in, in, uh, you know in Canada and so, some really really tough games you know um, and so. Yeah, um, you know, it'll be nice to to have some easier teams this week for sure, I think. Yeah. Um, good, it's a good get right, you know, get right on track uh, week for sure. Bounce back. Um, yeah. To finish off today, I wanted to mention, because we just started it, well, we had the reveal show yesterday. The Locked On Madness Tournament officially underway. The play-in rounds, you can find the matchups on Twitter. Play-ins featuring Derek Bugard against Richard Park. Danny Heatley against Ryan Carter. Merrick Zidlicki against Lubomir Sekaras. Kim Janssen against Carson Soucy. Alex, any particular favorites of those matchups to advance to take on a lot in a lot of cases the number one or number two seed, but still some interesting matchups to start it off. Yeah, for sure. Um I'm partial to to Ryan Carter because he's uh he's a uh a maverick and that's obviously where I went to school and, um, and, and fan of, of, of that hockey program. Uh, uh, yeah, some, some really interesting ones for sure. Uh, um, you know, Zidlicki always was, uh, a very, very controversial, uh, uh player. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and poor Richard Park, uh, with, with Boogie. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, there'll be some really close, close matchups for sure. And um, for those that maybe missed it yesterday, just head to Locked on Wild's Twitter account. You can find all the voting. It opens every day at midnight and uh, runs until 11.59 that night. So polls underway for today for those playing matchups, and they run until 11.59 p.m. Monday night. So get your votes in to see who advances in the Locked on Madness 2022 tournament. Uh, huge thank you to all the uh, participating shows. Of course, Locked on Wild's. Wild Takes, Sound the Foghorn, Bar Down Beauties, and the Soda Pod for uh, making up our uh, selection committee and uh, helping get the ball rolling with the Locked On Madness Tournament. That is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked On Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure your second listen is Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. Locked on Fantasy Hockey is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, you can find us anywhere, anytime, any place. Just search Locked on Wild and you'll find us on your favorite podcast platforms. You'll also find us on your favorite social media platforms as well. The Locked on Madness tournament is underway, so make sure to head to Twitter to cast your votes while the polls are open. Make sure as well to uh, follow and subscribe everywhere so that we can keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. If big news or a puck drop anywhere in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.